This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. This segment is brought to you by the Zuckerberg Institute. Today, during this special edition of Randy Zuckerberg Means Business, Randy will be joined by supermodel turned business mogul Kathy Ireland for an exclusive town hall event. Together, they'll chat about the cutthroat fashion and modeling industry, Kathy's business empire, and her brand new debut novel, Fashion Jungle. You'll get the inside scoop as only Kathy can tell it. And now, from SiriusXM's New York studios, here's your host, Randy Zuckerberg. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a special edition of our show today. I'm Randy Zuckerberg. I host a show here on SiriusXM called Randy Zuckerberg Means Business on Business Radio. Today, we're broadcasting live from New York City in our fishbowl studio with an awesome live studio audience. And I'm here today to, we're going to learn all about this incredible woman sitting next to me, supermodel, business mogul, wife, mother, author, uh, sitting here with Kathy Ireland, who just released her first novel, Fashion Jungle. It is literally out today, and it's an insightful look into the cutthroat fashion and modeling industry. Welcome, Kathy. It's a thrill Aww, to have you on the show thank today. Thank you, Randy. So great to be here with you and everyone here in the audience. Thank you. Thank you. So how does it feel to be here like on book release day? Oh, I, it's surreal. It's exciting to be here in New York City, to be here with you. First of all, I have to say thank congratulations you. on your extraordinary career and the work that you do. And thank you for the many ways in which you help people everywhere. Thank, Thank you, you so much. It's well, it's a, it's really an honor to be here with you. And honestly, I think Kathy, the more that I read about you, the more impressed I am. Aww. Every every article. Thank you. Um, I mean, just to give some color and brag about you for a moment, Kathy is hailed by Harper's Bazaar as the most successful model in the world. But her story it goes so far beyond that, which is why we're sitting here on business radio today. Kathy Ireland Worldwide, which all started with a pair of socks, which you're going to hear about, is now a multi billion dollar worldwide brand. Kathy truly pioneered the kind of celebrity into licensing brand model that's so popular today. She's the only woman um, with a licensing empire to still fully own her own company, which is very exciting. So, and on top of that, she's a wife, a mom to three children and renowned for charity work and philanthropic activities. All right. So we're, we're sitting here with your book. Uh, so before we get into all the incredible things you've done business-wise, uh, um, what what inspired you to write Fashion Jungle? Oh, you know, Randy, I never dreamed that I would share the stories in this book. And it wasn't until I met Rachel Van Dyken, and she is a co-author. She's a New York Times bestselling author. A colleague introduced us. I started sharing my stories from 40 years ago here in New oh. York City. And as I shared... I mean, Rachel was crying, and and then I was getting angry, and <laughs> and there, I, I saw how she could weave the these events, these circumstances, yeah. these lives into a, just a beautiful story that's thrilling, that's breathtaking, that's entertaining, intriguing, a page turner, and at the same time, it is a cautionary tale. 
because yeah. the, the fashion industry, it looks very glamorous. Finished product is very glamorous, but it's important that people face it with their eyes wide open, whatever sector of business. It's not just the modeling industry, yes. but there are opportunities for exploitation in every field that in which people work. And, mm-hmm. and I thank you for your work mm-hmm. in particular in protecting children on the internet. Thank you for that. Well, I, I mean, thank you for bringing uh, a li- to light a lot of these stories. And I think, you know, we're really seeing this play out in society in a bigger way. Um, maybe you can take us a little bit through your journey of how you got to start in the fashion modeling world and, and what you think are some of the ways the industry has changed for better and for worse. Mm, um, it started, it was a surprise. I was a, a tomboy growing up <clears throat> and the look of the moment was changing. And so... excuse me, a scout from the modeling elite modeling agency found me and asked if I'd like to go to New York for the summer. And everyone was as shocked as I was. (laughs) They said they'd advance me the money. If I didn't like it, I could leave. And it was truly an eye-opening experience. Oh. I quickly learned that not all adults were good people like my parents, that you right. couldn't trust them all. Uh, mm. Many lessons in that industry, really grateful for it. Met some wonderful people mm. as well. One of the biggest gifts of that long-ago modeling career was all the rejection. And mm. I didn't appreciate it at the time, but it's a gift. Because when we started in business and doors would slam in our faces and people would laugh, it didn't bother me. I was so accustomed to that. It's like, all right, well, I'll come back tomorrow. You know, maybe your circumstances have changed. Maybe you'll be in a better mood, but you know, and to this day, it doesn't, I feel like I tell our team, if we're not getting rejected regularly, we're not trying hard enough. I thought, you know, that's such great advice. And, um, I wonder if that's something that you've carried into, I mean, you have three children. Is that something that you've tried to kind of instill that, that value that it's okay to be rejected? Cause I know as a mom myself, mm. I, I try to protect my children from them. Like, no, this is good for them. We do. I just, I so understand that we do. And now we have four because our son got married two oh, years ago. So congrats. got another daughter. So it's great. Um, yes, I encourage our children to have some epic failures, to to step out of their comfort zones. I yeah. mean, to be smart and wise and discerning, you don't want to put yourself or someone else in a dangerous situation, not that type of failure, but to go for it. And you fall down, you get back up and learn right. from it. And, and I think something that oftentimes we don't like is criticism and... I, I've learned to really receive it as a gift and to be discerning yes. because sometimes it's just like, na- you know, it's just nasty and you just have to throw it away. But sometimes there's a gem in there. It's wrapped in a nasty package, <laughs> but you've got to open it to discern if there's anything useful. And I'll, I'll share an example yes. with you. When I worked as a model, my job description was basically shut up and pose. Uh, <laughs> and on a rare occasion, I had the opportunity to speak. And a critic very publicly said I had a voice that could kill small animals. And I love animals, so I was <laughs> devastated. <laughs> and then I, I had to really think about it. Like, that was really mean. But is there something I could learn? Is this is this a learning moment? And 
I was 25 years old. I couldn't order a pizza on the phone. They thought I was a kid making a prank phone call. So I had to work <laughs> on it. So, yeah. you know, criticism can be a gift. Did you work with a vocal coach? Or I did. did. You, yes. I did. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes, you're right. Sometimes. I was hungry. I won that pizza. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so at some point, you started to get rejected less and less. I mean, you really took the industry by storm. I I was reading that you appeared in 13 consecutive um, the Sports Illustrated, the best-selling issues of all time. So what what, what was that moment that you uh, that you thought I've made it? Like, did you or did you ever have that moment? I I don't think I ever did. I mean, honestly, I I mean, there were times when I would be surprised, like, oh my goodness, this is so strange. I can't believe I'm doing this. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd have moments like that, but I don't think I ever felt like I made it. I mean, and mm-hmm. I look at life as a journey, and we're continually learning and growing, and it's always like, you know what. I'm grateful for what we've done in the past, but I'm more excited about what we're going to do in the future. Absolutely. I think that's, and that's one of the best things. Um, You address this in fashion jungle, some of the dangers Mm -hmm. of modeling for young Mm -hmm. girls and kind of the, the ugly side of the fashion industry. Do you, can you touch on that briefly? Sure. I mean, the, the finished product, it's, it's a glossy retouched image Mm -hmm. and many people go into that industry. I have young people continually saying, I want to go into the modeling industry and I feel like a killjoy because I'm warning them about this, this, and the other. It's important to approach life with our eyes wide open. Yeah. And it's it's a thriller. There's romance. It's a political intrigue. There are also, I mean, child rape. That yeah. is something that is a reality. Mm-hmm. Human trafficking. It's the fastest growing illegal yeah. business on earth. And unlike drugs, human beings can be sold over and over and over. And frequently when mm-hmm. human beings are no longer profitable in the sex slave trade, they're sold into forced labor. Yes. And so for everyone who works in business, that's why you mentioned the starting our business with a pair of socks. <laughs> uh, they were socks made out of recycled soda pop bottles <clears throat> with our John and Marilyn Moretz of North Carolina, still our partners mm-hmm. in business today. But we began by conducting surprise factors inspections because you find out a lot when you show up unexpectedly anybody can clean up if they know you're coming and that is something to this day we've invested hundreds of thousands of dollars in our human rights contracts and I share with people they're the toughest I'm aware of but if anybody's got anyone anything better please share it because we need to learn it and get better and uh, there's there's a lot of work that needs to be done Absolutely. I am. I'm curious now that we're seeing everything that's happening with the Me Too movement. Is that are you relieved to see that? Like, did you feel that you could speak up for yourself and have a voice when you were starting early in your career? Um, You know, I was a rebellious teenager when I started and I I had an incident when a photographer just crossed that line with me. He wanted me to wear something or not wear something that, that I wasn't comfortable in. And I said, no, you know, I was polite. I said, no. And then he was persistent and he just kind of pushed me and crossed that line. So I just like, you know, gave him a punch and walked off the job. (laughs) So I I mean, that's kind of how I dealt with it. And there were predators that I bumped into. And at the time I reported them to my agents today I would have called the police because I didn't realize what they were doing was against the law. Yes. I mean, these were children that were being exploited. And right. uh, so in answer to your question with the Me Too movement, I think it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it gives people it's giving people courage to use their voice to speak out anytime there's an accusation there is always a predator and there's mm-hmm. always a victim we don't know who is who until all the truth is out and all the facts are out i've seen it both ways yes. there's a lot of exploitation by the way, I love that how you just casually snuck in there that you punched someone. Just like, no. you're just like, I, like I love, that was one of my favorite I'm not stories. a violent person, but <laughs> you, know, you got to have your boundaries. And if somebody crosses the line, I mean, yeah, you I, know, you do it. That's what I tell our children. It's like, you be kind and thoughtful and polite. But if you or anyone else is in danger, all the rules of politeness go out the window. Let yes. your instincts, you've got good instincts, let your instincts kick in. Kick, scream, scream, you know, fight, yeah. whatever you have to do. Well, I think it's fabulous that even at such a young age, you you knew what you stood for and uh. weren't afraid. Um, so with Fashion Jungle, uh, again, that comes out today, and I we have a surprise for our studio audience that everyone here is getting a code to to get a copy of the book on, right right on the day. We're very very excited about that. Um, I uh, when when you had that incident with the photographer, did you talk to anyone back then? Was I mean, I feel like today you'd fire off a tweet or a post on social media, or you'd call someone. But I mean, what, what did 17 year old Kathy Ireland do? This is 1980s. So (laughs) (laughs) no, I just, I took care of him. And you know, there, there was an incident where there was a photographer who was a predator who I reported him. And I found out that, and I, and I was met with some hesitation, you know, well, this is normal. What do you want to say? It's like, no, I got away. I got away from this creep, this monster, but there's 14 year old girls who, um, Mm -hmm. they might not get away. And so no, he can't work with them. So they did ban him from working with models. I later learned it was only when I was in town when I left, um, he was, he was back working. So it's, uh, the the real kind of the the real knife twist yeah. of the industry. Yeah. Um, w- was there a moment in there that you thought, okay, you know, I I aspire to more than this? Like, what was that aha moment that you thought I want to be a businesswoman and I want to I want to own the casino instead of just playing Aww. in someone else's? <laughs> when I was four, I used to collect rocks on the beach and I paint them and I'd sell them from my wagon with my sister, Mary (laughs) and Mary was three years older. Her designs were more sophisticated. She sold them for a dime and I sold mine for a nickel. And I learned really quickly that my customers appreciate a good value. And I was kind of tempted that I could market my rocks. You could buy two of mine for the price of one of Mary's. (laughs) And I also learned that like that sister camaraderie, that was more important than the profit people over profits. I just, I, I was that annoying kid that would go door to door selling things and then got a paper out when I was 11. Mm-hmm. I, I, that was my dream job. My dad, when I finally came of age, he shoves this newspaper ad under my nose and it read newspaper carrier wanted. Are you the boy for the job? And wow. dad knew what reaction that was going to get. So I, I wrote <laughs> to the newspaper and I said, no, I'm not the boy for the job. I'm the girl for the job. I can do this route just as well as any boy. Wow. And first day, it's New Year's Day. Papers are really thick. And I remember I'm pedaling up the hill and I see this gentleman. He's just angry. You could see the body <laughs> language. And I hand him his paper and he's like, what are you doing here? This is a boy's job. You are never going to last. And... 
to this day, I, <laughs> I, I thank him. I mean, I was just <gasps> shocked. But, but I thank him to this day because I... I kept the route for three and a half years. Each year I won Carrier of the Year for my district. Yes. And um, <laughs> my dad always said, Kathy, give 110%. If the customer expects the paper on the driveway, you put it on the front porch. And so mm. that was the foundation of my learning to under-promise and over-deliver. It's the, it's the foundation of our business today. Yeah, I I love that so much, and uh, I think about all the kind of the little childhood businesses that I had, and how much what that you, prepared what me for the future. Did you have as a we child? had a snow shoveling subscription <gasps> business, so subscription yeah, business. So okay. like you, you, you had were... to upfront buy I the whole that. season at the at the top. So like if if That's it snowed so a lot, bad yeah. for us. But mm. if it was a mild winter. Good for us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're praying for sunshine. That's yes, great. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, but don't you think he yeah. learns so much you about those business? Lessons. And, yeah. It's, it's ba- there's basic things and it's people. It's yes. working with great people. And if you're fortunate enough to go through difficult times with people, what a gift. You know, yes. some people, when times get tough, they, they run for the hills. But those people that stay with you, go through the fire with you, you yeah. all come out stronger. And it's wonderful. I agree. And I, you know, unfortunately, there still are many jobs out there. They don't put it so blatantly. Are you the mm. boy for the job? But that, that's still what they mean. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's I, I'm very grateful that we have incredible women like you that are out there oh. holding people accountable and, and holding guns to the fire for that. Well, thank so, you. And thank you to you for um, leading that charge. So talk to us about that pair of socks, that fateful pair of Aww. socks, because um, <laughs> out of a pair of socks, you've now built a multi-billion dollar empire. And so I think, you know, it's a story that really inspires any entrepreneur out there. Well, thank you. And you know what, honestly, I, and, and I hope it does, because if I can do it, anybody can do it. I mean, I was an aging pregnant model at my kitchen table and I was actually offered to model the pair of socks, but it's not quite as glamorous as it sounds. It was a very tiny budget and they didn't know if they were going to use my, you know, it might've just been cropped and just a foot, you know, I didn't know, but it was a job when not a lot of job offers were coming my way. I liked the people. Um, John and Marilyn Moretz mm. from North Carolina. They were just good people. And I had invested my money that I was earning and modeling and putting a team together. I love sports mm. and the idea of people with different gifts coming together for yes. a common goal. Uh, that was exciting. So I thought, what could our team bring to the, something as basic as a pair of socks? And I, I thought that would tell us, I mean, with my modeling background, like swimwear, that would have been too obvious. But socks, mm. if women would embrace our socks, that would tell us if we had the foundation mm. for a real brand. And that's when we did our you know, family-based focus groups, started digging deep, loved the socks, the surprise factory inspections, you know, just amazing people of integrity. And, you know, just... John Carrasco, our genius global creative director. We've been together 30 years, and he's here today. Uh, We loaded our backpacks, hit the streets, presenting our socks to retailers. I mean, here in New York City, too. And the doors just slammed in our faces. And so that modeling rejection really came in handy. It was great. It was like, we'll just keep going until somebody in sporting goods stores started carrying them. And then the brand grew from there. When when you first started telling people that you were working on socks, because you mentioned, of course, swimwear would have been the obvious choice. Right. Um, what 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 were the reactions, even of your own family or or your business partners? 
I mean, our family was kind. They're like, hmm, okay, that's, you know, you go. That's good. They, you they were follow always encouraging. Your yeah. We all need socks. That's good. Um, it, the, the reactions we got, I mean, it was everything from laughs to uh, you can't start a business with a pair of socks. I mean, wh- one thing people would say is you can't start a brand with a single pair of socks. It's never been done. Yeah. And it's never been done does not mean that it can't be done. And that's, you know, that's that's just noise. You got to turn that down. Absolutely. Um, all right. So we were just talking about that fateful pair of socks and knocking on the door and everyone being like, why aren't you making swimwear instead? Um, and now here we are. uh years later and you sell what 17,000 different products we do um (laughs) and services and and our brand is growing and and I'm I'm humbled by it I'm so grateful it's uh it's hard work I work with an extraordinary team and in the days of our our early days of socks there were times when like we slept in airports to save money and sometimes people would think that was a big deal and it's really not. I think whatever material thing we have to sacrifice to live our dream, oh. it's not a sacrifice. It's a bold investment. And that bold investment made it possible for us to sell our 100 millionth pair of socks. And uh, from there, we grew to apparel. And today, our brand includes mm-hmm. everything from diamonds, um, our partners here in New York, PPI, for intimates and sleepwear, to uh, fintech. I, I love all, all the things that you're doing. We're working with a company called Stellis. They've got some stealth things that will be coming out next week, but working alongside companies from medical to entertainment uh, and beyond. It, it's truly exciting what's going on. Ireland Pay is our um, merch credit card services, and 51% goes to nonprofits. So swipe a card, mm-hmm. save a life, and that's uh, that's exciting for our team. Uh, real estate, entertainment, mm-hmm. fashion, home. So um, part we also um, just opened 17 design studios for our kitchens, uh, wow. Global Kitchen Concepts, Kathy Ireland, with uh, just our incredible partners. I um, what was that first year like? Uh, because I think so many entrepreneurs, they you know people have dreams and visions and that maybe that first year, maybe even that first three years are so hard and such a roller coaster mm. ride that I think especially a lot of women, they they can't even make it through that to see what the business could be. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what was it a roller coaster ride for you in those few years? And yes, well, I love roller coasters. <laughs> so they're fun, right? I mean, so you're either going to be the person, yay, or like you're fighting it. So I prefer to enjoy the ride because <laughs> it's going to get better. And if you're in the scary part. It'll get better. Hang in there. It'll get better. Uh, And we've been through lots of scary parts. I mean, bankruptcy of our only retail partner at the time when I had 37 team members with families on payroll. So we've been through some really scary times. If you stop and you give up, it's over. But you fight through. And there's always tomorrow. And and I believe in that. But it was um, those early days were we're, we're hard. I remember our first year of socks, yeah. we were in the red, but people were buying them. And I, I was just, I was looking at, I mean, is the cup half full or half empty? It's like, no, but some people bought them. They get it. They, you know, I'm not a, I didn't have like celebrity. I was okay yeah. as a model. I wasn't like all that. So it wasn't going to be 
just if I put my name on something and I, and I'm too much of a control freak anyway, I need to be involved in every aspect of the business, but it was, it was exciting. So even though it, it was a little bit slow getting started, it was exciting to know that there's some people out there who get it yes. and they're supporting our brand. So I love how you talked about the, how involved you get, because I think, um, there are a lot of people out there who might assume that you just put your name on something and walked mm. away and let other people do the hard work. So I'd love to hear just how involved you are, uh, on a day-to-day with the business and even in those initial designs and everything you're doing? Uh, some accuse me of being a control freak. I prefer to think <laughs> of it as passionate. I'm yes, very passionate. I love that. Yes. And uh, yes, I have a very empowered team and I'm involved in all areas from design to marketing. Uh, Stephen Roseberry, our president and CMO, he, he and I start most days with sales calls. I love sales. I mean, nothing happens without the sale and it's the lifeblood of every business. And I learn so much. I learn what's working, what's not working. Uh, everything from HR, QC issues. Uh, one of my biggest mistakes mistakes early on is I was afraid and I was afraid that Mm -hmm. if we grew too big, how would I control what's going on in the factories? How would I be able to do that? In maturity, what I recognize is with growth, we have leverage. So if we're small and somebody is breaking our contract somewhere, um, we work um, more than 70% of our business and services are sourced in the U.S., but we also work internationally, if someone's breaking our human rights contracts and we're small, they can dismiss us. But if we have some leverage, Mm -hmm. if we have access to media, we can hopefully initiate positive change. And when we look at things that are happening in the world today, devastating. In Xinjiang, the, with the Uyghur Muslim people, it's frightening what's going on. So we need to be alert and work together to really make some very needed changes throughout the world. Well, and I think it's wonderful that that's something that's on the forefront of your mind. I also think it's wonderful to hear, I mean, we joke sometimes as women like, oh, control freaks, but I think you have to be at the forefront of your own business because no one's going to love your business Mm. and be as passionate about your business as you are. Right, and it, it, it breaks my heart. So many women, for some reason, sell their businesses. And... It's you work hard for something and it's not that I want to be so controlling, but protective. I think women are protective, too, and uh, to protect it. And so it's done well and with integrity and the way that it it was set out to be. So we're a private company and um, I'm a private person and I enjoy the benefits Mm -hmm. of a private. You know, Wall Street, they need a a return every 90 days. And that can... There's wonderful public companies, but it can also impact your decisions. A lot mm-hmm. of the decisions I make would not fly on Wall Street, but they yeah. work for me. We, you know, we just, that's something we discuss a lot on this show about how it can be, you know, a beautiful thing to take a comp- company right, public, yeah. but it's also puts a lot of stress on entrepreneurs or businesses that right. maybe aren't ready for that, you know, crazy scale or it forces people to make decisions that actually can really hurt their business. Right. Um, yes. So I, I think it's wonderful you're doing. Okay. So talk to us about the, the breadth of things that Kathy Ireland Worldwide sells, because I, I thought I knew. 
And then I started reading and even my mind was blown by some of the things. So what uh, what are some of the things and what what has surprised you the most that you've gotten into? Uh, many th- <laughs> well, I never thought I'd write a novel. <laughs> that was one thing. R- written other books, but not a novel. It's always a surprise. And I love that. The media has called our book brand. Um, they've likened it to a Berkshire Hathaway on yeah. a much, much, much smaller valuation. <laughs> <laughs> and Warren Buffett is a friend and a mentor. And oh my goodness, we, we were talking about the Berkshire Hathaway shareholders meetings. <laughs> Such a powerful education. At the beginning of each meeting, he shows a video. He gets celebrity friends to participate in it. But th- then there's a serious moment and he shows the Solomon incident. And he, Mr. Buffett says, if you, you know, I, I'm paraphrasing, if you mess with our say, if you hurt our business innocently, you hurt our sales, we're going to be okay. We'll, we'll get better. If you make a mistake, we'll, we'll be okay. But if you mess with one shred of our integrity, mm. our reputation, I will be ruthless. And I love that kind of protection. I think, yes. you know, we need to have that. And I think, um, Kathy, what's so obvious that keeps coming through to me in this conversation is that just your integrity is just, it just stands at the core of who you are mm-hmm. and in every facet of your life and in your business and, and how you view yourself and your family. And I, I wish that more business leaders would pick up their heads and, oh, and take note you. of how you run that. So uh, yes, we can applaud the studio <laughs> audience, <you>. I think. <laughs> um, by the way, if you need something to applaud about, if you like, if you talk about having a stamp of approval in the business world, I mean, here we are on, on business radio, Warren Buffett, not only is he like friends with Kathy, he opens every Berkshire Hathaway conference with Kathy on stage. Like that's how he opens his conference every year. So, I mean, can I, just to have a better stamp of approval well, in the business he's, world. He's amazing. He's such a humble man. And, and I mean, obviously brilliant. Um, something that we have in common and with Bill Gates also is that we all had paper routes as kids. Ah. So uh, <laughs> we frequently will have newspaper tossing competitions. Yes. And Mr. <laughs> Buffett is so competitive. So Deb, who works closely with him, she'll call me the night before. She's like, he's practicing. It's like, me too. <laughs> I mean, we're just to the, to the wire. And even though he's got a few years on me and more experience, he doesn't take that for granted he's practicing and and i love that so it's it you know it just shows me like don't sit back on yesterday's success we got to keep on charging that's right every new day um I, one of the things I love about being an entrepreneur myself is that you really never know what's going to be crazy successful and what isn't. So you have that's why you have to have your hand in so many things. Mm. Were there any of your products that you've launched over the years that either just you're like, wow, I never would have guessed that that would be so successful or bummer. I thought that was going to be amazing and it wasn't <laughs> like what, what were some of those moments? We, we've been surprised. I mean, early on there. Well, actually. Early on in our apparel, uh, there was this white T-shirt, and it was very plain. And I thought, you know what? Our customer, just building that relationship with our customer, is like, she's not going to buy it from me because she knows I have a fashion background. She's going to want something with a little fashion. It's got to have something. <laughs> and she didn't buy it. It didn't, you know, yeah. it didn't work. So there, there's been surprises, but... I, the more that we have that relationship with our customer, we're able to 
discern what does she want? I mean, I tell people I have the toughest boss in the world and I love her. It's primarily the women out there. (laughs) It's the guys too. Our brand is expanding more and more to men as well. But listening to our boss and taking those marching orders, that's what Mm. gives us success. But yes, we, there's times when we just don't quite hit it correctly and and we learn and we correct and yeah. I just don't want to make the same mistake twice yes uh, as in, in any business um talk about the importance of choosing business partners and because mm. sometimes like you said who would have ever thought that a major global retailer like Kmart would would face the troubles that they did right. um and uh so when you choose partners w- what is that I assume since you carry yourself with so much integrity, that's not a decision you make lightly of who you partner mm. with in business. No, it's it's something I take very seriously. Um, and sometimes people are not who they tell you they are. Oh. It's wonderful when they are, when they can be trusted. So what we do, we it's a getting to know you process when we're considering partnering with someone and we say, kick the tires with us, ask the tough questions. We go through the contracts. and But when every... T is crossed and I is dotted. We put the contracts away and treat each other like family. Mm-hmm. And an example, our, our partners in Diamonds uh, is here in New York, Paul Raps, And it took many years to get that business because it had to be right. Because that's yeah. that's a business that uh, not everyone in that business has integrity. Mr. Raps, he was somebody <laughs> who I knew did and I really wanted to work with him. So it's it's finding the right people, even if you have to wait. It's it's mm-hmm. better to do that. And we have some incredible partners today. Our, our lighting partners, Pacific Coast Lighting, we've been together nearly 20 years now. And those types oh. of relationships, really, um, Nurison, Amini Home, Bush, ready-to-assemble furniture. That ready-to-assemble furniture... Oh. That was something that surprised me. I I was curious about it, and I wanted to learn about it, and I was a little skeptical. It is gorgeous. I'm telling you, it is. It is in such wonderful price points, affordable, Mm. but wonderful for living in smaller spaces. But just that really shocked me. How how beautiful that is. Personally, my first. entry into your products was through pajamas I, I think I own like eight you. pairs of your pajamas I, <laughs> you. I thought I, maybe I would wear one today because you know we're on the radio Aww. and then I was like wait we have a live studio audience day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like pajama day but um but it is really amazing everything I mean from bridal to how you've touched mm. every moment of people's lives so I mean how how was that to launch a di- fine jewelry diamond business? Because to go from socks to now fine jewelry and diamonds, I mean, you, I think you really have covered every single item in a, in a woman's wardrobe. It's it's wonderful, and and I feel extremely grateful to have such extraordinary partners and many we've had for a very long time, and it, and it is family, and we mm-hmm. love going to work, and I think something that makes it exciting for our team is we love what we're able to do. Mm. And when I was younger, I thought, Oh, I'll retire at a, you know, at this and this age and just go hang out on the beach. But as I get older, I recognize what a gift to be exposed to needs that are so much bigger than me and to opportunities that are so much bigger than me. And so, you know, to, serve as international youth ambassador for the national pediatric cancer foundation and for, um, an ambassador for the Elizabeth Taylor AIDS foundation, Elizabeth, 
became family and inspires. Mm -hmm. I mean, every, and in fact, even <laughs> Fashion Jungle, um, of course, she inspired our diamonds. But uh, Fashion Jungle, we were talking one day, and it was like, well, acting is so much harder than modeling because acting, <laughs> I get to be a character, but modeling is just you when you're out there. And and that business is such a jungle. You know, the fashion, <laughs> it's such a fashion jungle. It's like, oh, I like that. Yeah, you like, know? Ding. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be that, but it's, yeah. it's, it's exciting. And then to serve as, um, serve on the boards of the NFL PI mm -hmm. and the WNBA PA players, advocates, that is a privilege and exciting because kind of like modeling, um, young people, in a business that has a potential to be lucrative. There can be a lot of exploitations. Yeah. Uh, it can be a really tough business, mm -hmm. short-term career. Yes. And so to be able to help bring opportunities, I, I love it. That's exciting. And you got to circle back around to sports after yeah, all, like yeah. you were that, saying. That, that was a surprise. Yes. Yeah. Um, so actually, so you led into it. I was going to to kick off the next part of our discussion around your philanthropic and, and charitable initiatives because um, it really is incredible what you're doing. And and not only um, did you join the board of the NFL Players Association nonprofit, I think you were one of the first women ever to, to join the board, um, which, is, which is very exciting. So what, I mean, how did you find the causes that were near and dear to you mm, I, being you know what it, it's been opening my eyes that's what it's been I <sighs> I tend to be a shy person and for years and when I modeled I had a really bad attitude I just <laughs> sometimes I just thought like I just don't know if I like this job I just want to go home I, it was <laughs> it was selfish and I didn't I, I, it took me a while to learn to break out of my shy and selfish shell of quietness, comfort. It, it's not only is it boring, but it's detrimental. And, and I used to just like want to be comfortable. It's like, no, it's like mm -hmm. when you see the opportunities and the needs, comforts are relevant. Yes. Now, I'm sure there are so many organizations out there that would love to have a, a touch of the Kathy Ireland magic. What I mean, what is it about you mentioned that the natural National Pediatric Cancer Foundation, the youth chair that you're doing? Like, what was it that really said, aha, OK, this is the organization that I want to be involved with? Oh, um, I don't think there's anyone here who hasn't been impacted by cancer yeah. and lost a loved one or have a loved one suffer from it. It's just, it's heartbreaking. Um, our pastor and his wife, their daughter, Daisy, she battled cancer as a five-year-old for mm -hmm. three years before she went to heaven. And oh. it's, it's hard, you know, mm -hmm. you see families, um, going through just r really hard times. I'm encouraged because there are some incredible people out there really making progress. Um, that's exciting. Uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci of the NIH um, is someone who I have great respect for and uh, just learning about what's going on in the world. And I, I, I do believe we're, we're living in exciting times. We are. And Speaking of exciting, what what's exciting you right now? What are I, I I don't know if you can if there's anything you can share that you're in the process of working on or things that you're excited about for this year. But uh, 
actually, I have a list. <laughs> I made a list because what it's if okay. Randy asks it's me? It's okay. I have a list too of something. Okay. So. I'm going to do this in 30 seconds. Yes. Okay. I love it. I'm going to do this in 30 seconds uh, because I'm very excited. So American Family Insurance, I, FinTech, I love, I, and I love what a leader you are in this and how you encourage women. Thank you. Well, we need more women to take ownership of their finances and their investing yes, success. So yeah, I think not it's... not to be afraid of it. And yes. the language of finance and money, it's just to be responsible. We, we need to do that. We need to teach That's our... That's excellent. What is it called that you're partnering with? Um, American Family Insurance is the, just an extraordinary company that I've worked with for many, many years. Mm. Um, I mentioned Stellis on the forefront of many things, Ireland Pay, which is our merchant services, 51% give back, um, talked about our sleepwear, children's books and toys um, with our partners at yes. Benden. And Wait, st- pause on that for a second, because that was also one of the things, I, I mean, honestly, as I kept reading about things you've done, I was like, is this like a never ending well of energy? Like you've, you've written something like, like a dozen children's books? Uh, Yes, we've, 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 <laughs> like, yeah, we've written it. no big deal. But, I mean, you have children. How many yeah. have you read? Like 5,000? Because they want to read it again and again and again. So <laughs> You're like, I'm so like, bored okay, of these I know books. what kids like. <laughs> Amazing. So it's fun. And we're doing new things with them. A wonderful company. And, and we've been able to um, give over $10 million of, of to-, to Toys for Tots. Working with our veterans, that's something that is powerful for us. The vision of our company is teach, inspire, empower, make our world better. And this is what gets us up out of bed in the morning. Every We, we talked about partnership. <laughs> the first vetting that we go through is we share our Millennium Development Goals. I worked with mm-hmm. the UN Youth on their eight Millennium Development Goals. We at which everything from eradicating hunger and poverty, uh, diseases, supporting education. We added supporting our Mm. military veterans and their families Mm. and the fight on human trafficking. So everyone we partner with, we show them our list and we say, just choose one that you want to be involved in, you know, in a meaningful, we don't dictate a monetary amount. It could be volunteer day with your team. Every once in a while, we'll get someone who says, no, I'm not really interested in, in any of that. Yeah. And we'll say, okay, well, that, that's good to know. <laughs> you're like, then I don't think you're the we're, kind we're, of person that's... I don't think that's... we're going to be a good yeah. fit. But, but I mean, so we work with people who are really doing amazing things. And then I, I mentioned, you know, nearly 20 years with our partners at Pacific Coast Lighting, Norison, moving forward. Oh, and with our intimates, we're coming out with a fashion jungle line. And Trunkettes yes. is our swimwear line. And this is new. It's being launched. And we've got fashion jungle swimwear which is really cool and swimwear you can move in you can go surfing you can run around and do and you don't have to worry about it it's it's, it works it's cute but it works too um (laughs) more technical your home digital uh and we're in partnership with american home shield diamonds with our partner paul raps new york fame hardwood floors blue ridge bedding my six our youngest board member (laughs) is uh, a guy named tommy meharry he's uh, a marine and a millennial and uh and and tommy is behind this it's coach Couture suiting for men and women by Don Morphy and also my six by Sam Sarah. And it is the world's smartest luggage. Um, Forbes just gave great kudos to to the technology behind that, our weddings and our resorts. And we work with 
wonderful, famous artists. I mean, a, a lot of things we do are kind of under the radar, but from Elizabeth Taylor to Janet Jackson, and uh, we're working now with Vanessa Williams, yes. who is just amazing. Mm. And um, her recording, her acting, her HSN business. I mean, this Jan, I mean, Vanessa just does not stop. She is extraordinary. I mean, I'm sorry. The next time that I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I don't feel like getting out of bed today. Like, I'm just going to remember that one month into the new year, you oh. read out a list on your phone. Just like of a casually of like 50 new businesses and, you're starting. Uh, call the coffee. Um, that helps. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's our new, our new coffee partnership and, and they're wonderful people. Uh, I want to get to a few audience questions. Is Mark C in the room somewhere? All right, Mark. You mentioned Warren Buffett. I was wondering if you could cite some other influences mm. uh, in your career. Other influential people in my career? Yes, absolutely. My mom and dad, most certainly. Um, my mom was the ultimate entrepreneur. Everything <laughs> from babysitting, house cleaning business. She made halter gowns in the 70s, and I made jewelry, and we'd sell them at beach fairs. But she could just she could do anything and turn it into a business. Um, my husband is an ER physician and a commercial fisherman. And he took his <laughs> love of fishing, turned it, taught himself how to weld and build traps and, and all of it. I'm so proud of him to turn his passion into a wonderful, you know, he, he's CEO of his fishing business. And, and I love that. Um, Warren Buffett, I was introduced to him by a man named Irv Blumpkin. He's the CEO of the Nebraska Furniture Mart, and that is an amazing, amazing place. Yeah. They were our very first retail partner. And yeah. uh, when we got into the home furnishings industry, it was at a time when people who were known for other things didn't have home brands. So that was another, you know, we, we got some laughs and <laughs> door slams on that one as well. But Irv was our very first retail partner and continues today when when we when we got a great relationship we hang on to them for a very mm. long time um just just amazing people yeah yes. thank you it's great that's a great question and, and elizabeth taylor i mean yeah she's uh, touches everything we do and so speaking of elizabeth lessons. taylor i think our is lev here yes ah hi <laughs> yes <laughs> um according to the media one of your jewelry collections was inspired by your friend Elizabeth Taylor. You just mentioned it. Yes. And also two Elizabeth Taylor's dog inspired <laughs> you to launch a new line of pets product. Do you have your own pets? What yes. the animals <laughs> you yes. love most. Yes. Oh, thank oh. you so much. Thank you. Uh, yes, Elizabeth and when Elizabeth went to heaven, she trusted Gracie and Delilah to our family, and they inspired mm. our Gracie and Delilah line of very mm. spoiled dogs. We even, have a, <laughs> we even have a children's book about it, where these these wonderfully pampered dogs come into our chaotic home of our untrained rescue dogs that are just kind of crazy. And so at the moment, we have um, our home fluctuates. I mean, at different times, the kids have, you know, collected every kind of creature you can imagine. But <laughs> right now we have three dogs and two cats. Yeah. They're oh. great. 
So in our, we have only a few minutes left together. I, I feel like I could talk to you forever, but mm. I, I wanted to, now that you've given me this whole laundry list of the new things you're meant, you're launching and everything and the organizations you're involved with. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit about balance and, and what, mm. it, how you take care of yourself, uh, uh, with everything that you do. I actually, I have a philosophy that I, I recently wrote a book on called pick three, which is that oh, you can, that. it's like work, sleep, family, friends, fitness, pick three. Like you really mm. just can't yes. be everything to everyone right. every day. Um, so what, I mean, what, how do you juggle all of the balls mm. that you have in the air? Some days, not well, <laughs> some days I'm not balanced at all. <laughs> I, I love what you said about pick three. Um, I, I feel that it's important that each person figure out what your values are, huh. what you have conviction for, and put boundaries in place to protect them because they will be challenged. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's my faith, it's my family, and huh. then being in service through our work. The minute the priorities are out of order, I'm a disaster. Coping skills are out the window. I'm not effective at anything. So I have to mm -hmm. honor my priorities. Mm -hmm. And it's not always easy, but it's being intentional. Yes. And it's, it's really discerning what can you let go. Sometimes my, you know, I'm at Carline picking up our daughter and my car is a disaster, but <laughs> I was a good mom that day and that's right. Other things. <laughs> so it's just, we can't do, I think there's a lot of pressure, especially on women yeah. to do it all and have it all. And I think we can have it all but just not at once. I think our lives come in seasons yes. and at every season, like you said, the pick three, we need to prioritize our time and, and no is a complete sentence. I, I mean, sometimes <laughs> yeah. we got to say no to good things. So we are able to do great things mm. and no, thank you is better, but no works. Mm. If, no, I, yeah. I love that. So if, if we sit down together again, which I hope we will, and, and it's five years from now, or what, what does success look like for, for you? Uh, success looks like to me honoring those priorities first and foremost, um, that just has to be, and just continued great relationships and serving our customers well in every area. I mean, we really want to do well. And those millennium development goals, our vision, um, we want to have an impact. Mm -hmm. We want it to be a, a, a big impact because there's a lot of work to be done yeah. and just continuing. And it's not all about us. We get to partner with great people and everybody, you know, come together to, yeah. to make some pretty awesome things happen. And so that's my hope. What would be your advice to young women out there who are just getting started with their own businesses and, and thinking through, you know, wanting to follow in even a fraction of your success? Uh, well, my, my comment to them is they can do so much more. And I meet a lot of women. They'll tell me about a business they're starting. And then I'll follow up with them a few months later. How's it going? She's like, oh, I, you know, my boyfriend said it was stupid. So I stopped. It's oh. like, oh, so I would say have a passion for what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, some of my early failures was because I didn't have a passion for it. And so when it gets tough, you're not willing to you just, just pour it. in. <laughs> yeah. So have a passion for what you're doing. And, and if you don't have a passion, do something else, figure out what it is where your giftings are and, and grow those gifts. And, um, you know, for us, it's, um, some say it's counterintuitive, but treat others as more important than yourself. And that makes it really enjoyable for us. We love, we love what we do. And, and I would tell the, the woman out there, in answer to your question, 
don't let someone else's opinion of you or your circumstances define or destroy yes. you. I am way too odd shaped to fit in anybody's <laughs> box. And no. I'm not getting one until I'm six feet under. So, you know, people try to put us in boxes and, oh, well, you this. So, so you must be. It's like, no, you, you can't figure me out. Mm. Um, so I, don't don't let other people just kind of put you in a box and limit you. And, you know, we're, we're all so much more than that. I, I think that's such a, a great thing to end on, because I know for me, I'm a, a radio host and a mom and an investor and an author and so many yeah. things. And, and when I meet people at parties, and they're like, Randy, what do you do? I'm like, you got an hour. <laughs> and, uh, and you're you're one of the you're the one of the first people I've met who I feel Aww. like we, we share that. So um, thank, thank you, you so much. Kathy Ireland Fashion Jungle is out. I encourage everyone to go take oh, a read at this book you. to shop you know, all the incredible things and, and all the incredible brands that, that Kathy is working on and projects. Thank you so much again for, for spending time with us in the studio and uh, thank you to our amazing studio thank audience you. for being so fabulous. This is Randy Zuckerberg Means Business for SiriusXM Business Radio Channel 132 and I look forward to our future conversations. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play. 